Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo, a podcast from your award-winning government television station, County Cable Montgomery. Now, here's your host, Derek Kenny. Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo. Today we are learning about the Children's Guild as we speak with Laura Anaya. She's the program manager, and she has a whole lot of information to share with us about how you and your family can benefit from what the program has to offer to teens and other young people within the Montgomery County school system. Laura, how are you today? I am great, Derek. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I was I was better over the weekend. I'm I'm yeah. a, I'm a sunny, warm weather guy. Not so much when it's dreary and raining. So uh, full disclosure for people that may hear this podcast, we are recording on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday, May the 24th. It is about 60 degrees and it's dreary. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm in London or mm-hmm. some other dreary place, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, and it's right on the heels of a beautiful barbecue, hang out with your loved ones weekend. So despite that, Laura and I are here to provide the residents of Montgomery County with valuable information. (laughs) Yes, it's critical. It's so important. That's right. And what better day than a rainy day to sit and listen to it, you know? Hey, why not? Why not? And and as I sat in traffic today driving to work and as I anticipate driving in traffic home, I realized that podcasts are a great way to kill time. You're part of a conversation. You're learning something new. Um, and you're engaging with familiar voices, and hopefully I'm becoming a familiar voice for some people, and hopefully that voice is not too uh, <laughs> not too annoying. Uh, but but hopefully each time we have a chance to share something new and um, some valuable information. Speaking of valuable information, Laura, what's what's the Children's Guild, and what do you do as program manager for the Children's Guild? Yeah, so the Children's Guild is basically our parent organization. They have um, a lot of different branches, if you will, um, schools all over, um, mentorship programs, um, apprenticeship programs, and high school working programs, just a few, just to name a few. Um, I'm specifically involved with the Transit Academy for Working Students, which is the TAWS program for high school working students. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, I, I've worked as a liaison uh, for the transit apprenticeship department. And since becoming program manager, um, along with our managing director, Aaron Finnegan, have really made an effort to kind of, um, and with the support of the organization, merge the two programs because there's definitely a lot of crossover with high school working students looking for viable, sustainable careers um, that may or may not be college bound. So apprenticeship pathways. Um, with sustainable living wages is something that we hope to help support, you know, in the workforce. Wow. That that does seem the future when you're young and when you have children, the main, one one of your main concerns, you know, maybe when you're younger, you don't really care. You don't mean to think about the future as much, but I know parents are maybe thinking about the future of their kids, their teens. No, definitely. Yeah. And and you'd be surprised. A lot of our young kids are are working at really young ages. Wow. Um, You know, and, when we first started the program, um, there was something of along the lines of 20% of Maryland teens, like between 14 and 17, were in the labor force. Wow. 
though. That's like 65,000 students of like 300,000 students. So there's definitely a large young um, population that's working, Um, you know, and and when I was in high school, you know, a few years ago, not not too many years ago, (laughs) but, um, you know, if you weren't going to college, it was kind of uh, army was in your, Mm -hmm. at your career day or, you know, um, which is, which is also great. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we, we still had a lot of friends working in fast food or, And, you know, there there are careers in those industries. It's just, you know, the kids need those opportunities. And, and you learn you learn skills when you work at a young age. Um, you, you learn character. You learn how to keep a job. And you yeah. also sometimes learn how to lose a job, which is just as important. You know, you can't you can't do that at, at a job. Right. Yeah. No, um, exactly. But, but these teens in your programs don't have to learn the hard way. What are the right things to do at a job and what are some of the wrong things to do at a job? So what are some of the programs that you are offering and how how do they benefit um, these kids? Yeah, so um, we were um, supported by uh, our program was kind of built around the University of Maryland global campuses kind of model, okay. which is really building an academic schedule around your work your work life um, as opposed to kind of, you know, vice versa, trying to work around, around your school life. So with that, we've been able to offer our rising seniors um, a flexible online schedule that is really um, similar to kind of a college environment. You have courses that are limited to, you know, what you need to graduate. So rather than taking um, several courses in a long school day for, you know, six to eight hours, you only have the classes needed to graduate and flexibility to take them by the course end date. Um, so much like college, you're managing your time. And with that, um, you are provided a dedicated career coach, which stays with you through the life of the program. Because, you know, while our students do have, I think, a, a level of responsibility that you may not find in your typical high, stu- high school student because yeah. they're managing work. And, you yeah. know, they're, some of them are taking care of their families mm-hmm. and, um, you know, providing and on our parents um, and, you know, have a lot of responsibility in the household. So, um, you know, they're responsible, but they still need help and they still need support. And we find that, you know, sometimes just that extra push or nudge or follow through or or follow up um, really is the difference between getting that that student, um, you know, over the hump uh, to success. So they get a dedicated career coach that kind of checks with them regularly they're still um, students of their high school, mm-hmm. uh, home high school, so they still get to participate, you know, in their extracurricular activities and access to all of their school resources as well. There's, there's one thing that when I talk about young people and talk to young people in Montgomery County, Maryland, the level of, of achievement or the level of dedication of these young people, where you're talking about a challenging schedule where many grown adults have a hard time keeping track of their daily schedules, right. whether it's making it to work on time, making it to a meeting, picking up the dry cleaning, et cetera. But these kids are going to school, they're working, and they're taking additional classes to ensure a brighter future for themselves. I think that deserves a round of applause. So I'm going to take a moment. Gonna, yes. I'm, that that makes me feel so good about the bright future of our county because these young people are putting in so much work and they're so dedicated. Yeah. Um, now, how long how long has the the both programs been around and, and then how long has this new iteration 
of the program been around? And how long does it take to, so we're talking about how long, <laughs> how long does it take for someone to complete um, the program or was it an ongoing, ongoing thing? So um, Transit Academy for Working Students was established in 2018. Mm. Um, Transit Apprenticeship, which is our partner that we um, try to help our students kind of enter into the workforce, has was established in 2015. Wow. Um, and how long does it take for a student to complete the program? Well, it, it just really depends how many credits are needed left to graduate. You know, to your point, um, these students are, are just incredible when it comes to managing uh, responsibility and and work and schools and their homes. So we really try to just tailor it around their particular needs. You might see on average um, our summer students on the program for about three months. So about three months to complete um, complete your your uh, requirements. Mm-hmm. Or as a senior joining the program in the fall, um, typically five or less credits needed to graduate can take anywhere from. Uh, you know, seven to uh, nine months in a, in a full school year. Um, Now, I think as far as completing a program more relevant to kind of your point is our partnership with Montgomery college and um, the transit apprenticeship program, because through that partnership, we're able to offer our students free Montgomery college courses. Oh, hold on. One moment. moment. My favorite four letter word, all caps free. Okay. Free 99. Free 99. It's free 99. So that's, because sometimes when you hear about something so, so good, like this program sounds good, um, just from an unbiased point of view yeah. for young people that want a brighter future. But then you you hear about it, but you think, well, I know my family doesn't have the money for this or our family doesn't have the money to do this for our child. But yeah. this is free. Um, yes. So what is the what's the pro- what's the process like to to take advantage of this program and then we can get back to where we were, but I think it's important to, to let people know this, this is a a County program or a program available to County residents um, that has the the largest barrier to making things happen um, removed cost is gone. So, so let's talk about that. How do we, how do, how do kids or how do parents apply for this? What are some of the requirements? Thank you. So um, right now we're just operating in Montgomery County. Um, so the TOS program is available to districts and other counties all over. Right now we are just operating in Montgomery County and we hope to expand to other counties, PG County, Baltimore City, um, hopefully very soon. Um, but as part of that partnership, in order to um, enroll in the program, MCPS has created uh, a few requirements for entry into TAWS, which are um, a rising senior, which means summer of your junior year, um, you are eligible to join the program or immediately starting your senior year. Hmm. You need five or less credits to graduate, which is, um, you know, pretty um attainable or, or uh, realistic to be able to join to a large group of people that are rising seniors and, and seniors sure. um, employed. So employed, um, you know, looks like a few different things. You know, you could be a full-time volunteer for the fire department mm-hmm. and this requires you to be available on a, on a regular basis or consistent basis. Um, and there are some kind of exceptions to those requirements. We try to handle those on a case-by-case basis. You know, our hope is really to 
alleviate the stress of a student with that type of profile um, and, and ensure that they make it to graduation. So if there are exceptions where someone doesn't meet one or all of the requirements, but, you know, th- the need is there, um, then we, you know, by all means advocate for that student and attempt to um, get them enrolled in the program. Oh, wow. You know, either way. That's great. But yeah, with that, um, MCPS funds, um, funds the program and allows us the ability to um, offer those online courses for free. So they would immediately transfer out of their homeschool or high school um, and start taking their classes online with us. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is a unique program because a a lot of times... Res, re, teens or you know seniors are asked to forego working jobs to participate in programs to advance them. In this case, they actually need to have a job or they benefit from already having a job so that they qualify to participate in this program. And and by participating in this program, they learn skills that they can use once they're done with high school. Um, so let's talk about apprenticeship. Uh, yeah. Some people hearing this may not understand fully what apprenticeship is. Um, yeah. What is apprenticeship as it applies to this program, and um, how does it? How does how how do you help um, teens bridge the gap from apprenticeship to working or applying those skills that they've learned uh, moving forward into their um, young adult life? Yeah. So apprenticeships are basically just an earn while you learn kind of concept. Um, Most employers and employees are kind of working under an apprenticeship model where you come in at a particular wage, you're expected to learn something or gain a particular skill. And once you meet that particular requirement, let's say it's during your annual review, um, you may expect a raise or a title change or some type of um, accolade or recognition um, for learning that particular skill. And an apprenticeship program basically just um, formalizes that for an employer and an employee. So you would take your existing kind of hiring process and register that through the Department of Labor. And you would just note um, what particular skills are needed for this entry-level position. So let's say um, you are hiring someone at a $20 an hour wage who comes in ready with the skills that you are advertising for. With an apprenticeship program, it's the idea that uh, you can build a position at an entry level. So we may minimize um, some of the responsibilities that that position requires in full for an entry level position. And we may lower the associated salary because of that. And over the course of your apprenticeship program in that year, those skills to get you where you need it to be are going to be built in formally into your kind of training, into your day-to-day work processes. So you'll be getting related instruction while you work, earning these credits along the way, and getting those salary increases and title changes associated with those skills you know, right now you hope that your employer recognizes work that you're doing or skills that you're learning and that you get recognized financially or in a title for those particular things. With an apprenticeship, it's an equal investment. You know, an employee knows that they have to meet these particular skills and requirements in order to obtain the salary. And an employer knows that 
um, the employee, you know, they don't need to pay um, the salary until the employee meets this particular skill and that they are um, being able to document exactly what the process is to build um, that particular position. And it makes it easier for an employer to kind of pinpoint, um, you know, where they may need more training or, you know, identify where, um, you know, they could use some assistance kind of in their onboarding process. So I know that was a little long winded apprenticeship. I wish I could summarize in like a a one minute kind of um, elevator speech, but it's basically just an earn while you learn um, model. And for our students that join, they have access to these various apprenticeship programs that we either manage or create um, all over the state. Cool. And and one thing I always want to do is try to help, um, uh, help people understand what's being said. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It sounds probably so complicated because there's there's a lot to it. And you've talked about a lot of things. One thing I caught, if I was 17 years old and I already had a part-time job, and I have an opportunity to grow my skill set. But it sounds like this is a paid position. This apprenticeship. Yeah, they're paid positions. So I'll give you a quick example of an apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. Giant, they're looking for produce managers, right? There's a there's a shortage for finding produce managers. Right. This is a eighty, ninety thousand dollar um position. There are people working these positions, taking care of themselves and their families. Um, but Oddly enough, there's an influx of cashiers Mm -hmm. and somewhere along the line, there is a recruitment or kind of training breakdown here, because if you're a company with a training program that is built to train people up, then there shouldn't be this gap um, with this kind of produce manager that they're looking for, because you would have an apprenticeship program built in where an employee can come in as a cashier. So as an apprentice, you are still employed by the employer. They have hundred mm-hmm. percent autonomy to hire and fire just like you do to accept. Right. Um, and you would come in as a cashier and over one year, your program would be built so that by the end of one year, you are a produce manager at the end of your apprenticeship program. Wow. So it's, um, does that make, does that help it? You know, as a young person, mm-hmm. you're, there's a lot of cashiers yeah. and food service mm-hmm. um, managers and hosts you know, and and different kind of entry level positions in these kind of non-traditional industry spaces um, that are becoming restaurant managers that started off as a server, as a bartender. And you you take these positions knowing that that's the end goal um, and it's clearly written for you. So you you understand what the expectations are. And we find that an apprentice joining an employer is something like a a over 90 percent success rate where the employee is staying with the employer after their apprenticeship program has completed. I know. Take a moment to highlight the the accentuate the positive. Over 90 some odd percent success rate. So you're saying that as a young person, one of the hardest things to do is get experience. Um, One of the hardest things to do when you have to work and support your family is to gain the skills necessary because either you have to spend money to get those skills or you have to sacrifice um, working um, so that you can get those skills. But what you're saying is in Montgomery County, Maryland, if you go through your program, they're able to, one, be able to keep um, a a job, two, have a career track where they can work towards uh, a goal, which is it's just so hard. If you start at a cashier, you may not know there's a, 
uh, somewhere to go or places right. to go. And not saying that cashier is not a place to go. Cashier is a good job. Right. And yes, you make, indeed. I know some people, you know, work at Giant, you, you make a good living. So you can make a good yeah. living where you are, but sometimes it's good to know that there is a places to go or ways to grow yeah. within your organization. Right. Um, but this program lays it all out for the kids so that they don't necessarily have to have that ambiguity or that, that floundering stage where you don't necessarily know what's going on and you're responsible for your own structure and um, your own correspondence with your employer. Because sometimes right. it's hard to articulate as a teenager with your manager and say, I want to be a produce manager one day. Right. You know, and this is why, you know, because it's a hard conversation right. to have, right? You're, you, right. number one, you're younger, um, sometimes you're smaller, and then you're you're newer. And yeah. and there's a lot of people there that are a lot older than you that have been there for years. So this really takes away some of the the barriers. And we talk about barriers yeah. all the time. But this one, I think this program is taking away a lot of those barriers, which is which is great for we me. Hope so. hope so. We I hope, hope so. And, in, you know, in an effort to kind of support that, too, um, you know, it's not just about doing career plans. What do you want to be? You know, it's not just about that. We really focus on training our students in workplace excellence series, which is all around soft skills. So we have regular trainings three times a month around respectability, working with, um, like you mentioned, people of different um, age groups in an organization. How does a 17-year-old communicate with a baby boomer on a project? How do you collaborate in that way? So supporting them by giving them training for soft skills, how uh, interview mocking, for example. So, you know, it's, it's, we don't, um, I think the soft skills in particular are probably, if not equally valuable yeah. to the credentials that we can give them through MC and, community college by, or, by you know, skills. those kind of skills. And, yeah. Like, you, you know, a you lot of people you don't know how to talk. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I just want to. No, yeah, once no, in a while, I want. I don't. I want to make sure people. You know, I want to assume everyone catches these yeah. terms. I, I know you want to um, exp express um, what soft skills were, but why don't why don't you talk a little bit about um, how what soft skills are, and why they're important, and yeah. um, what what it is as part of the the program's teachings. Yeah. So, I mean, technical skills are pretty black and white, right? You come in, you need to know where these particular bolts go and it needs to follow this particular process in, you, in order for you to achieve this um, particular outcome. With soft skills, it's a little bit, um, you know, harder to measure and harder to determine. How do you teach someone um, that it's, uh, you know, rude to be on your cell phone while you're in the middle of a uh board meeting, you know, to um, say hello and thank you, eye contact with your coworkers, um, engagement. Um, you know, these are our skills that, you know, even coworkers that I work with now, I think struggle with, you know, it's um, how to be adaptable in an ever-changing work environment. You know, how do you create a skill that makes you comfortable with change? Um, you know, it's not very, it's not technical. It's not something that you can really pinpoint, but through kind of um, various exercises and, and models and best practices, you can, um, you know, kind of use, utilize these tools. I like to think of it as like a, a plumber with their tool belt. Yeah. You know, the, the plumber has all of the tools that they need really handy right in front. Mm -hmm. So these are the things you're comfortable with, maybe talking with people or 
um, you know, picking up the phone and making phone calls. But the other kind of um, skills, maybe public speaking or, um, you know, one-on-one interaction or or collaboration, they might be uh, tools that are kind of in the back of your belt. So we just try to remind you that the skills are there, um, you know, but some of them are, are harder to obtain. And um, we require a lot of kind of interaction with our students. So we kind of have to help them with, um, you know, again, like public speaking and, um, you know, being dependable. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like and, and how does that apply to the work world? Wow, being dependable. And that's that's and, and it's and it's strange that sometimes you take it for granted. I think our generation may take it for granted. Yeah. Maybe as a parent, because you work so much sometimes you automatically assume that maybe your kids have that discipline. Um, but a lot of them don't, you know? Um, yeah. And I guess your pro- your program is tailored to address the needs of teens um, of, of, a, of, a, of 17, 18, 19 years old that want to succeed, that are already, already out there working and trying to make things better for themselves and their family. Yes. Um, so, so how do you? So you talked before about this University of Maryland global campus approach. How does this approach work, and for the for the um, kids? And um, I think you may have already touched upon it, but I thought that was kind of interesting that you're using um, a, a scholarly approach to an apprenticeship program. So, or and I, I know it's more than that, but you know, talk tell, tell us some more about this uh, unique approach and how does it make um, things more effective where we're looking at the tune of 90 percent um a success rate for for, right. for young people and i just want to note that um we have uh nearly a hundred percent college acceptance rates for our students as well oh. so while some do go into apprenticeship programs or various career fields um we do have students that are college bound and are and will be going to you know to and for your university so just to note that But um, so imagine being a 17 year old that has been working for the last two years. Um, You're you're highly skilled. You're you're highly functional. You are able to kind of multitask and manage several things at one time. But you don't have a resume to really support your skills. And you're going up against a 24 year old who is not going to school, has no limitations on their schedule, has complete flexibility. Um, you know, maybe not even as much experience, you are uh, maybe not as competitive in an environment where an employer is looking to hire somebody, you know, full time or somebody with a flexible schedule. And so in your typical kind of brick and mortar approach um, in high school, your students are, you know, you go to school from, you know, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., give or give or take. Um, And you know, it's it's not often that you'll find a good employer that's uh, looking for full time work that may not want you to be available during the day. So that flexible schedule um, really supports the students in being competitive and being able to kind of go after some of these opportunities and that are not limited by, um, you know, basically an, an eight hour chunk of their day where they're they're not available. Um so that's where it's kind of the global campus approach of online learning, um, working around a flexible academic schedule uh, in order to kind of manage life um, has really kind of supported this apprenticeship approach because we'll, we find that employers looking to hire apprentices again, um, you know, the, the programs are typically about a year 
And that's kind of working full time at about 40 hours a week. So it would be difficult for a student who does not have a flexible academic schedule to even apply for um, an apprenticeship program that would be completed within a year or be competitive in that market. Um, So, you know, it means their program could be longer because they can't um, finish it in, you know, in a reasonable time. And that just delays them getting to the salary that they want to get to. So I, I think that answers your question, does it? Yeah, uh, it just it, gives them flexibility, it, makes them more competitive in the market. It certainly does. Um, it certainly does. It gives them a, uh, a level playing field um, so yeah. they can get to where they need to be as adults. And some some young adults have more burden than others. So, um, But also, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that though they're in the program, they don't always need to take the next step to apprenticeship pro- to being apprentice, being apprentices. <laughs> so being, being, an, being an apprentice, apprentice. being an apprentice. They can <laughs> mm-hmm. also, if they so decide, move forward to a, a college of their choice, Montgomery College or University yes. or any college. Um, so, so what's the distinction there? Um, how does that initial program prepare them for college um, as opposed to the apprenticeship program, and then? Mm-hmm. What's that? What's that conversation like at the fork in the road? Do the, do the kids already know that they want to be apprenticed um, when they start a program? Do they already know they want to go to college? How does that work? You know, it varies. So all of our students, when you come in, you come in as a TAWS, Transit Academy for Working Students. Um, so you come in under that program. Um, they, we do an initial kind of profile evaluation and an ind- individualized career plan. And so that's a conversation between your career coach and student to just get an idea of, you know, what your goals are, either personally or financially, academically, um, you know, what what life would look like for you if you had it your way. It's not just, you know, again, what what do you want to be in the future? Mm-hmm. And from there, we kind of draw a sense of where their particular interests are. Um, or where we have uh, courses or trainings that might be applicable to kind of support these particular um, wants or skills or goals. I think the fork in the road, um, you know, it's ever changing. Like I'm a mother of three. I have a oldest who has completed high school. I have a a middle one who's in high school right now. And even me, you know, it's like you don't know what you want to do. Um, you know, I probably changed my mind three or four times while I was in, I'm still changing my mind. I probably changed my mind last year <laughs> about what I want to do. So, um, you know, we kind of just work with the student and be flexible around, you know, what their goals are and and making sure that they're realistic and sustainable. You know, if you are, um, you know, not performing or, um, you know, don't have particular plans set in place, but you want to be an astronaut. We want to make sure that we are creating something realistic and um, and reasonable for you. And if you want to be an astronaut, we're here to support you and do that. But, you know, here's what you need to do. And here are the steps right. that it's going to take to get there. So, you know, they um, I'd say 90 percent of our students are going to four year universities wow. this year. Um yeah. You know, and some students may want to take a few um, years at Montgomery College, get, you know, some credits and then potentially transfer. Some are going directly into trades like cosmetology and healthcare. Um, But we also um, stay with these students. So in in three years, if one of our TAWS graduates come back and um, we have apprenticeship opportunities for them, they are forever 
um, able to kind of access that benefit of the program. Oh, wow. Um, to kind of go through us for okay. apprenticeship opportunities. I have to ask this one more time. This, this is a free program? $3.99. As long as you are an MCPS um, okay. high school student or okay. resident, mm-hmm. um, there are some exceptions around that. For example, if you're homeless, you know, mm-hmm. um, it happens and don't have an address. Um, we can work with, uh, you know, looking right. at your particular circumstance as well. But as long as you're an MCPS um, resident and registered at a MCPS homeschool, you would be eligible to join our program. You would fill out an inquiry. Within 24 hours, one of our career coaches would get back to you. We work directly with your counselors and parents. So we gather information like transcripts and where you work and um, do a quick profile evaluation, which can happen in 24 hours. And our turnaround time is pretty quick. So you can be enrolled within 72 hours after completing your online inquiry and taking classes um, you know, the next day online. So if you go into school on Friday, you complete your information by Monday, you do not go back into the school on Tuesday. It's pretty quick. Wow. Um, so yeah, we, we are available open enrollment, rolling enrollment. So there is, we're not binded by, um, school open enrollment periods. We are, um, enrolling 24 hours. Seven days a week. This is a, this is a great segue because my next question was obviously going to be, and I should have asked this earlier in case someone was listening early and then they tuned out. But it's, it's important. How do how do parents, students, or family members learn more about your program? How do they start the application process? I think you touched on it a couple of times, but let's be very um, clear. Uh, where can they get yeah. more information? How do they apply and all those things? So I would recommend going to our website, transedacademy.org, T-R-A-N-Z-E-D, academy.org. From there, you'll find a lot of information about uh, our program, apprenticeships, our coaches. You'll be able to kind of see some of our staff there. And there's a direct apply now link, which is um, the inquiry form that will prompt you to Um, Let us know whether or not you're interested in flexible academic work hours or an apprenticeship program. It's a one-page sheet that you'll fill out from there, which goes directly to everyone on our team. And then within 24 hours, you'll hear back from someone from the team, basically um, to gather information, confirm eligibility, um, and work with your parent and counselor to um, transition your courses online to the TOS program. So you can visit our website. Um, you can also go on um, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And that's Trans Ed Ed Academy. T R A N Z E D Academy for working students. The website was academy.org. All of our um, handles for our social medias are Transit Academy for Working Students. And TAWS is our acronym. All right, TAWS. And you can find links also to the apprenticeship um, divisions of the Children's Guild as well directly from um, from our site. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. This is this is awesome. I, I, you know, sometimes you worry about the future. It's, yeah. You know, there's challenges there. Not every family wants to take on the burden or have or prepared for the burden of of the cost of college. Um, yeah, many kids want to work, but they don't have the optimism to walk through that door and take on that that career journey because they don't mm-hmm. know or they don't believe that that's in the cards for them. 
Yeah. Um, but giving them options, um, realistic options that have no barriers, um, that have guide some people to guide them along the way. Wonderful program. Thank you for having it. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Information. Thank you so much for inviting me. Like you said, oh, yeah. it's so important that we get the word out about these opportunities. And I want to highlight, you know, during COVID and, it, you know, mental health awareness that, you know, students can be struggling just socially in in the in the school buildings. And, you know, COVID has uh, affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So kind of the academic uh, virtual academic approaches is, is really what we see. Um, kind of supporting families struggling through those kind of scenarios as well, not just, you know, for support and work, but because of mental right. health issues or yeah. COVID, yeah. Um, you know, kind of COVID restrictions. Yeah. And just just imagine if your senior year was, if you your senior year in school, that means your last two, at least two of your last three years was spent virtual learning. Which exactly. Back to the need for a refresher on soft skills. Yeah. And still being required to log in, yeah. you know, for five classes a day. Yeah. And, you know, you have to do them between these particular times. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, that flexibility has a few of our students um, graduating with their associate's degree at the wow. end of their senior year. So oh, that's, that's wonderful. You know, I just throw that one in there as well. That's that's, some, that's yeah. something nice to throw in there. And speaking of throwing things in there to the residents out there that may be listening to this podcast or watching this podcast episode on Facebook or YouTube, we ask that you continue to watch, listen, learn, share, engage, ask us the questions. What's happening, MoCo? You deserve the answers. We've learned today from Laura that there's a bright, bright future for the residents of Montgomery County under the age of 19 to 20 and above the age of 16. If you're a senior, becoming a senior, and, Montgomery County and if Public you're School. a senior over 20, we can take you too. Oh, Our wow. removed seniors, you've been out of school for a few years, you're ready to get back in high school, we're here for you as well. So we have second and third year removed seniors, um, 20 and 21 years old that are that are in our program as well. That's fantastic. Wow. Wow. And I, I was I was almost I was almost assuming that there was a, a upper threshold for young people that are able to join the program, but it's good to know that there's room and opportunity. So it's not too late. So which No, it's never too late. Some young person out there needs to know you've missed out on a couple of years um, after high school or you didn't quite finish high school, but it's not too late. It doesn't cost anything but your time to get through to the application process and get accepted and get into the program and start the work of improving your life. So Thank you again so much, Laura, for being here. And thank you for thank clarifying Thank you, Derek. That. This was great. Yeah, this was, a, this was awesome. I wish I was 17 again. I might be doing something <laughs> totally different. I sooner, know. Right? No, I know. I'm like ready to go Benjamin Button, too. That's so. right. Hey, let's, let's go backwards. Let's go backwards. <laughs> I've gone forward enough. Let's go backwards a little bit. All right. Right. <laughs> and you right. at home, go forward with subscribing to this podcast. Share it with your loved ones. Uh, listen to the episodes once or twice. Uh, hey, listen to it three times. Learn all you can. Be sure to share this information, though, you know, um, residents, uh, teenagers, parents of teenagers that are becoming seniors in Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, please share this information if it applies to someone that you love or you care about. And as always, ask the question, what's happening, MoCo? Because you deserve the answers. Have a blessed one. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe.